there. I'm your host, Leslie Randolph. I'm a self-confidence coach for teenage girls and the self-confidence coach you wish you had as a teen. Honestly, I'm the self-confidence coach I wish I had as a teen because I know I could have saved myself and my mother a whole lot of heartache if I'd only known then what I know now. I hope to save you some of that suffering by sharing the lessons I learned late in life right here on Why Didn't They Tell Us. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, happy people. Welcome back to Why Didn't They Tell Us. Y'all, I am uh, I'm particularly giddy. It occurs to me, I start every episode telling you how excited I am to be here, like it's my first time with you. But it's been a while since we've been alone in a room together. And while I love sharing this platform with other experts and industry leaders and like powerful voices, including the ones we've had in the most recent episodes, why didn't they tell us? I equally love just having you to myself and sharing some of the lessons I learned late in life um, just from my own my own experience, my own coaching, from the, the lessons I learn each time I have the privilege of sitting down with one of my clients, from the lessons I learn each day I have the privilege of being a human on this planet. And that is what today's episode is about. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about the power of positivity. It is something that is near and dear to my heart, a, a practice that I preach, not only preach, but I, I walk that walk and talk that talk daily. So why now? Why are we having this conversation today? You're like, Leslie, what is there to be positive about, right? I get it. If you are a human living on planet Earth right now, chances are positivity has been a challenge. Listen, there is so much sadness and suffering taking place, and it can become both all-consuming mentally and physically. So physically, that that might mean, you know, spending hours scrolling and consuming media, reaching out to friends and family with the sole intention of of talking about and focusing on the sad state of the world. Uh, I'll raise my hand. I found myself doing that many times, particularly in times of of crisis, uh, of which we've lived through a lot of them and are in it currently. And and mentally, what does that look like? It, It might mean spinning and spiraling in negative thoughts, that worst case or doomsday scenario thinking, right? I mean, if you read the headlines these days, it's just so easy to go down that rabbit hole of negativity. Of course it is. But there are consequences for staying in that space of negativity. Consequences that also impact you mentally and physically. Anxiety, worry, hopelessness, depression. These are not just emotionally uncomfortable. They lead to negative health, negative physical health and mental health outcomes. Which is why it is so critical to be deliberate with your emotional energy and to take the time to practice positivity, even when it feels hard. And I'm going to give you some ways to do that today. But but before I dive in, I need to make a disclaimer, right? Positive thinking is not 
an escape from negative emotion. If you've been in my world for a while, then you know one of the key components to self-confidence is to feel and to feel it all. And in no way with this episode am I suggesting that you like flip a switch from one extreme to the other and push aside all those negative feelings indefinitely. That's, That's not what we're doing here. I will say it again and again. It is our privilege as humans to feel and feel it all. We we only know the goodness of life's best and most beautiful moments because we've experienced life's lows. We've experienced setbacks. We've experienced sadness. It is forever a balance, a yin and a yang. Listen, we want to feel horrible when horrible things are happening. We want to feel mad when we witness injustice or hate in the world. And we want to to feel grief when we experience loss. And I urge and encourage you to allow and process those emotions rather than staying in them indefinitely. That's what we're doing here today. We are taking some time, and, and you get to decide how much time that is, to just shift our state of mind from focusing on one extreme to just welcoming the possibility of another, the possibility of positivity. So, of course, allow, process negative emotions. And if you need help with them, I made a note, I highly recommend you tune in to episode 21, How to Ditch Doubt and Overcome Anxiety, where I walk you through one of my favorite coaching tools for processing emotions. And of course, you can always reach out to me at lesliethelifecoach at gmail.com if you want like a a little printout of it so that you can bring that into your world and your practice. Um, It's a good one and you can keep it for yourself or share it with a loved one. But the same way we mindfully process emotions we can also cultivate them, create them, summon and savor them. And that is what we will focus on today because there's massive benefits to and so much power in positivity. So let's start with uh, benefits. Let's talk benefits first because I want your buy-in here. I want you to fully grasp the goodness and gifts that come from positivity. Now, I I am not a doctor. I am simply, as I said, a living, breathing example of the power of positivity. So I look to experts in the field to bring you the bevy of health benefits that come from positive thinking. And boy, oh boy, were there a bevy of them. (laughs) According to researchers from Mayo Clinic, the effects of positive thinking and optimism may include, are you ready? Increased lifespan. Yeah, sign me up for that. Lower rates of depression, distress, and pain. Greater resistance to illness. Better psychological and physical well-being. Better cardiovascular health and reduced risk of death from cardiovascular disease and stroke. Yes, please. 
reduced risk of death from cancer, respiratory conditions, infections, and obviously better coping skills during hardships and times of stress. Because again, if you've been on a, a human on this planet for a while, you know, it's all going to keep coming. We need coping skills during hardships and times of stress. And if that's not enough for you, findings out of John Hopkins, which kind of echo what Mayo Clinic found, show that people with a family history of heart disease who also had a positive outlook were one third less likely to have a heart attack or other cardiovascular event within five to 25 years than those with a more negative outlook. Are you signed up? Are you ready? If not, here's the Leslie the Life Coach rationale and reasoning to practice positivity. First, it feels good. No science, no data, no research findings, just the warm and gushy stuff right off the bat. Love, laughter, joy, gratitude, confidence, and self-compassion. It feels good. We deserve to feel good. My friend, you deserve to feel happy and hopeful. I'd say full stop and just drop my mic here if I could, but I, I got to keep going. I got more for you. Also, when you feel good, you do good. And this can take many forms. This can mean spreading sunshine and love in a world that needs so much of it right now. I want to give you a personal example. Last week, I was at a network event hosted by my friend and a mentor of mine where, where I just showed up as my usual bubbly and bright self. And I cannot tell you how many people I connected with that commented on my energy and outlook. I, I literally got an email this morning that said, your energy can light up a room. I get the same feedback when, when I get myself to a workout class. Full, full disclosure, I am still very much working out at my kitchen counter most days. <laughs> but when I do venture out into the world, I know the instructor and the fellow, my fellow fitness friends can feel my energy. They tell me that. And it's deliberate. I take the time to get myself in the mindset of positivity for these moments of my life because it feels better for me. And sometimes it rubs off on those around me. Maybe my, my smile at the networking event inspired someone else to smile and then put themselves out there. Maybe sometimes my questionable dance move, although very passionate, <laughs> Maybe they motivate someone else to let loose and just enjoy the class even a bit more. For any of my teens listening, I know so many of you talk to me about wanting to belong, to be accepted, to make friends. Positivity can do that. It's, it's infectious. It's magnetic. It's an energy people want to be around. And, and it's not one size fits all. Don't go and be me, be you. My brand of positivity might not be the same as yours. Find yours. Tap into it with intention for you, first and foremost. But then there's beautiful byproducts of it, right? 
might just lift someone else up. What what a beautiful thing to do today in, in the world that we're living in. Another way that positivity translates to more good is through your actions, what you do and don't do. When you're practicing positivity, you'll see possibility versus problems, which is a key for going after goals. Take my example above of the, the networking event. When I walked into that room with a positive mindset, I walked in with with confidence and hope of what could be from that day. And from that mindset, which was deliberate, believe me, I could have gone the other way. <laughs> I am putting myself out there. I'm not, I'm not holding myself back with fear and anxiety of what others might think or where I might say the wrong thing or what if, what if, what if. I'm showing up with confidence, with positivity, and authenticity. Now, if I allowed fear and anxiety to fuel my actions, then chances are I I might not even show up, right? I might not even go to the workout class, the networking event, the tryout, whatever it is you can bring positivity to in your life. Um, But if I did show up with those feelings and that mindset, I I might've spent the entire time in my head (laughs) or more literally in the corner. Positivity isn't just thinking happy thoughts. It's allowing those thoughts to fuel you, to go after what it is you want, feeling good. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can make that happen. Hopefully, I've got your buy-in now. You're like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm curious. I'm open. I'm ready for some positivity. Now what? Well, here you go. First of all, Let's start with where we were when we got started. This is not, you know, flipping the switch and being like, I'm never going to think a negative thought again. No, that's that's not the point here. But I want you to be mindful with that negativity. I, I sometimes suggest to my clients, like schedule time to worry. <laughs> Literally, make an appointment with your negative emotions. Like how much time do you think you need to worry? and then. You give all your time and energy that you've, you know, scheduled with that your amygdala, with that worry center. Take, take all your energy and get it all out. Pen to paper. If you prefer to call a friend, sure, go ahead, call a friend and be like, listen, I'm going to, for five minutes, I just got to get it all out. I do this to my best friend all the time. Like, hey, can I just like throw my doubt bout on you or whatever's coming up for me? Get it out of your head and heart and do it with intention. But then once you've done with your scheduled worry time, it is done, okay? And then when your beautiful brain is like, whoa, 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 I've got this to worry about, be like, thank you, brain. We already had our appointment with worry. Now we're focused here, okay? And and you can make it a standing appointment with worry. See you again tomorrow, same time, same place, okay? I want you to consider intentionally letting go of that emotion. Maybe even visualize yourself releasing it and letting it go. Um, A personal story here. uh, In the midst of this chaos in the world, 
I was scheduled to go on a trip to the Middle East. Um, and you better believe my beautiful brain had a lot of thoughts about that. I'm sure my mother had a lot of thoughts about that. A lot of people had a lot of thoughts about that. Me too. I remember looking at my husband being like, I can't go. I'm not going. This was a trip that was years in the making. One that I was so looking forward to. One that would refill my positivity bucket for a long time. But my worry and my anxiety and all that worst case doomsday scenario thinking was really taking up all my emotional landscape. So I made the decision to go. And with that decision, I made the very deliberate decision that the moment I put my bags on that conveyor belt at the airport, I was also checking the worry and the anxiety. No more what ifs, no more doomsday. I made it so visual for myself that literally when I, ooh, I feel like, I feel the tears coming up. When I let go of that suitcase, I let go of all those thoughts, all those fears, all those doubts. And as I walked through the airport with my physical and emotional baggage no longer holding me back, I could feel so much gratitude, so much excitement, so much possibility for the few days I had away from those feelings. It was very intentional. So what could that look like for you? That, that visualization of literally letting it go. My friends, another way to practice positivity is to ask yourself powerful questions. We also know those disempowering questions, right? No, these are powerful, empowering questions. A few that I offer you. What can I control right now? If, if we're finding ourselves spinning and spiraling in a negative emotion, ask yourself, what purpose does this emotion serve? Or how is this emotion serving me? If you cannot find an answer to that question, perhaps it is time to just feel it and release it. Allow it, process it, and let it go. And then one of my favorite questions, I ask my daughter this question all the time when she is so focused only on the bad, only on the negative, only on the why me moment. I say, what else is true? What else is true? Even in the darkest of moments, there is always light, but you have to look for it. So what else is true? And then finally, I offer you the opportunity to create a mindfulness practice. A, a deliberate time where you practice positivity. This can be, if, if you've been in my world for a while, you might know my morning mirror mantras, where you start the day with intention, focusing on the good, focusing on the good in you. There's so much if you choose to look for it, but you have to make that choice. So maybe it's starting the day with an affirmation or a morning mantra that reminds you of all your power, all your possibility, all your promise. Or perhaps it's a confidence closure at the end of the day, taking time to, to put pen to paper and focusing on what went well that day, what you're proud of achieving, what you're grateful for. 
There's so much when you choose to look for it. So my friends, even on the darkest of days, there is always the opportunity to find and focus on the good, to tap into that power of positivity. And when you do, you don't just feel good. You do good. You become that sunshine and that love that the world needs so much right now. So please go out in your world and practice positivity for yourself first and foremost, but also for those around you. We all need it. All right, my friends, that's what I have for you this week. Till next time. Hey moms, if you're looking for some tips to help your teen daughter cultivate confidence, I've got you. Click the link in show notes for my free guide, Six Simple Steps to Help Your Teen Cultivate Self-Confidence. You can also find additional resources on my website at confidencecoachforgirls.com. That's confidencecoachforgirls.com. You got this, mama. I got you always. Love what you hear? Well, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at confidencecoachforgirls.com. That's confidencecoachforgirls.com. Or email me at lesliethelifecoach at gmail.com. That's lesliethelifecoach at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you.